Hello, welcome to the BMJ STI podcast. My name is Dr. Fabiola Martin and I'm the BMJ STI podcast editor and a clinical academic in sexual health medicine in Brisbane, Australia. This podcast is the first of three interviews prepared in honor of the World AIDS Day. We will focus on the message U equals U, which stands for undetectable equals untransmittable, meaning that by achieving an undetectable HIV viral load in the peripheral blood, the virus cannot be transmitted from person to person. I had the pleasure to interview Ms. Chinyere Okoli, Mr. Brent Allen and Professor Paul Volvody. In this podcast, I will talk to Ms. Chinyere Okoli, clinical pharmacist at Viv Healthcare. I hope you will also enjoy the other two podcasts in this series. It is a pleasure to welcome Chinyere Okoli, clinical pharmacist at Viv Healthcare. Hello and welcome Chinyere. Hello, how are you? Very well. So you're in London. It's early hours for you. It is, it is. But I'll get up for this any day. So Thank thanks for the invite. Thank you so much for making time. It's um, afternoon, late afternoon in Brisbane, and we just had torrential rain and parts of Queensland are underwater. But I'm uh, home and dry, and I'm very much looking forward to talk to you about um, research around you is you. But before we continue, Chinyere, could you please tell us a little bit about your scope of work? Certainly, I'd love to. So um, I'm a clinical pharmacist and I work for Viv Healthcare. However, prior to that, I have had more than 15 years experience in the NHS, which is a, the national health system in the UK. And I, and I still work there actually um, one day a week where I have... Um, polypharmacy and treatment support clinics, assisting people living with HIV that have certain issues with their treatment. And that's, that's a real passion of mine, um, working with people living with HIV and trying to improve the treatment and the care that, that they are receiving. Um, my, my other work day to day is working with Viv Healthcare where I work for the global Dolly Tegovic team. And we work in trying to improve the understanding of, of the medicines and research and drug development um, with this, with, the, with our drugs that we're working on. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Well, um, I would like to discuss your recent BMJ publication with the title, Undetectable Equals Untransmittable Awareness and Associations with Health Outcomes Among People Living with HIV in 25 Countries. Could you please tell us a little bit about the background and aim of this study? Definitely. The Positive Perspectives was a global study with over 2,300 individuals living with HIV that were on treatment. And the, the, the plan was to look at ways we can improve quality of life. Because if you think about it, we, we are, antiretroviral treatment works. And we know that if somebody living with HIV takes treatment, they can essentially reduce their viral load and live a, a relatively normal life. However, when we see our patients in clinic, once they're undetectable, what more can we do to improve their life? What more can we do to improve their health outcomes? And there are several things that ourselves as clinicians can do to help improve health outcomes for people living with HIV on treatment, especially if they're undetectable. 
if you think of the, 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 the UNAIDS targets, the 390s, and the aim was to get that 90-90-90 target um, by 2020, so 90% of the world's um, population living with HIV diagnosed. And of that 90%, 90% of those diagnosed should be on treatment. And of that 90%, 90% of that, of those individuals should be undetectable. And those were the UNAIDS targets set back then. Unfortunately, we haven't met those targets. But if there was another target that was brought on later on by uh, a team, Lazarus and his team, and they said 90% of those individuals that were undetectable should be able to achieve a good quality of life. But if you, and this was, a target almost set out from the peers and from the people living with HIV and from the community. But if you think about it, it's really, really important because if somebody that's living with HIV that's, or, or an unaware of their diagnosis, if they see somebody on treatment living with HIV with a good quality of life, this would encourage them to test. If they test, and they see that person, they see the quality of life is, is good or better, it reduces that stigma. And they start, and they're willing to start treatment. And when they start treatment, they, they strive or they aim to achieve a goal of undetectability. Because they know the quality of life while taking treatment, diagnosed with HIV, is, is a positive one, it's not a bad one. Mm -hmm. and so that is almost the bedrock of what we should be achieving with people living with HIV, improving their quality of life to reduce the stigma of testing, starting treatment and maintaining on treatment. Mm -hmm. And so the purpose of Positive Perspectives was to see what we could do to improve the quality of life of individuals living with HIV on treatment. And, and as clinicians, you can say it's limited because, you know, we sit in the clinic and, and we try and we have a limited scope to what we can do for them. You know, a socioeconomic status we can't help with. We're not, some clinicians are, 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 you know, we're trained in our specific areas. But whether it be mental health, whether it be counselling, whether it be um, managing the medication or review medication regularly, the things that we can do, whether it even be just better engagement, the things that we can do to help improve quality of life or aspects of quality of life. And that's what Positive Perspectives did. Looked at these challenges and these treatment needs and looked at things that clinicians can do to help improve quality of life for people living with HIV. Great, great. And um, may I ask, what was your role in this study and did you enjoy it? So I had a great role, a really exciting role in that um, myself and, um, and, and my, I call her my sister from another mister, Patricia de los Rios. Yes, yeah, so we were, we, we were essentially the PIs for the study. You know, the study went through ethics and, and you know, writing the protocol and, and, and setting up the, you know, the, the, the statistics behind it and what we wanted to look for, the objectives, the aims. And we, we're really grateful for, for the for allowing us to do this project because it was really a, a passion of ours that we wanted to pursue and have wanted to for a while. Great. So you were running the show? Well, with a large team of people <laughs> that were really, really supportive and really, really skilled in their, in their work. A great family. 
Yes. And um, for our listeners, what are the two main take-home messages of this large study? So that's a really good question. For this study with the U equals U, um, so positive perspectives had essentially five main aims. Mm-hmm. And we looked at different subgroups as well. And we added those as two extra aims. But ultimately, you'll see about maybe a few other topics or sub, subtopics about positive perspectives. But this one particular aim that we looked at was to see the impact of the U equals U discussion in the outcomes or the health outcomes for the individuals living with HIV. So this was very specific. This didn't, this didn't look at whether the individual was aware of U equals U or believed in U equals U. This looked at the strength of conversation that the healthcare professional as a trusted individual had with their, with their patient. And you and I know that, that, that trusting relationship that we have with our patients, how that impacted their quality of life. And of course, we can't say there was a direct um, 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 cause and effect, but there was a significant association with those individuals that said that they had this U equals U conversation with their HCP. They were significantly more likely to report biological suppression. They were significantly more likely to say that they had shared their status with their partner. They were significantly more likely to believe that um, treatment prevented um, transmission. They were also significantly more likely to report optimal mental health, physical health, sexual health, and overall, and overall health. So this was consistent throughout the groups. And, 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 and therefore, that is the take-home message for, for clinicians proactively have this conversation about you equals you with your patients mm-hmm. it may not be it may not be the cause but it's been significantly associated with positive quality of life outcomes mm-hmm. so start the conversation reassure the patient and also maybe print out some information to take home for sure for sure if you can think of someone living with HIV, newly diagnosed, if you think back to those days um, or, or even where people thought they were, they were toxic or there was a, such a stigma with it, this message reduces the stigma. So, as, so for doctors, physicians, pharmacists, nurses to have that conversation, it really helps with the stigma and, and, and makes people feel, you know, that they can, they can live a, a normal life. They can have sex again. And that's so important. If you think of the, the discordant couple where one couple is, is positive and one's not, or, or, or a young woman that wants to start having a family, or a young man that wants to. There's so many reasons for, for, for this message to be spread, but also for the, the, the clinician, you know, the, 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 a, 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 a trusted person to have this conversation with them and, and tell them that if you take this treatment and you maintain undetectability and you're undetectable for six months or more, you can't transmit this virus. Mm. So it's a, it's a significant message of hope that uh, exactly. leads to an improvement of quality of health. Exactly. So I encourage everyone to do it. Which is a fantastic tool to have in my toolbox as a physician. Exactly, exactly. And we encourage nurses and psychologists and pharmacists to do so. 
so that because it, it just raises it it raises health outcomes well that's what we found it had a positive association and that in 25 different countries which is quite interesting yes for sure well if you if i had the magic wand and uh, you could carry on focusing on you is you which future research project would you like um, to see funded yeah that's a really good question you know there's so many <laughs> questions so many research projects so many I would love to deep dive a little bit more into the conversation in terms of how the, con the conversations are had. But there are, there's specific populations that I think may benefit from that. And I was speaking about it yesterday with a colleague. Um, you know, pediatrics or, or, or adolescents living with, with HIV. You know, those that have had um, vertical transmission. It is, it is, it is, we know the change in their in their in their adherence sometimes can plummet when they reach that you know adolescent stage. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a, it's an emotional thing. It's a psychological thing because everything is changing in their lives and becoming aware of what's, what's of what's happening with their bodies and and you know this you know sexual mental health all of the above. Mm -hmm. So I wonder what the impact would be if we were to have these conversations earlier on and 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 especially at that age mm -hmm. how this will impact on their quality of life on their adherence on their relationship with their medication yeah no this is fantastic um we have um you know discussed that other podcasts um the significance of this research for heterosexual women yes the young women who want to have babies but having had my own experience with perfectly adherent children who during adolescence and young adulthood find it really hard to adhere and find really hard to bond with a partner. I can see this message being very important to, you know, to share and to promote. I agree. Before we, we come into the end of our podcast, but before we do so, is there anything else you would like to add? Do you have any other messages for us and for our listeners? I mean, maybe just a little one in terms of, um, and I say it a, a, a lot, but I think there's physicians and clinicians all, all over the world. We need, to, we need to look at health a little bit differently and beyond viral suppression. There is a, there is, there's skills that we need to obtain in order to look at health more holistically. But if you look at the definition of health by the World Health Organization, and this was, and this was, I think, published years ago in 1946, I believe. Health is not just the the the, the lack of disease; it's it's a, it's a state of mental, physical, and psychological well-being. And so, therefore, we really need to focus on that when we deem our patients healthy, or when we're trying to improve the health of our patients, and to focus beyond viral suppression to more holistic goals. Thank you. Well, Ginny, thank you for your time, for your effort, for getting up so early in, uh, <laughs> in the Northern Hemisphere. And on the sun's coming out, Fabiola, the sun's coming out for you. Beautiful, <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> but on behalf of the BMJ podcast team, I thank you and all 
your and our colleagues for the efforts to improve the health of people who live with HIV. I appreciate you guys for, for giving this, this study a platform on which we can discuss it. I really, really do. You guys have really helped us raise awareness. Thank so we really appreciate that. No problem. Well, we thank you all for listening and hope you can follow the STI BMJ on Twitter and Facebook. Stay safe and goodbye.